In difficult days and facing dire circumstances, it is always good to remind ourselves that God is greater than all. Scott Pauley is examining the miracles of Jesus recorded for us in God's Word. Our hope is that the message in these miracles will become real in your life. Christ is enough. Let's open our Bibles and join the study now. I thank the Lord for my godly mother-in-law. And uh, yes, you heard that right. I thank the Lord for my mother-in-law. No mother-in-law jokes on this broadcast today. We have come in our study of the miracles of Jesus uh, to an amazing account of the Lord healing Peter's mother-in-law. Now, we don't know a great deal about uh, Peter's mother-in-law and the whole context, but we know he was married, obviously. Uh, pretty difficult to have a mother-in-law without having a wife. So he has a wife. He has a family. Peter's going to witness a lot of miracles in many places with many people, but don't you know the great miracles, the ones that impact you perhaps the most, are the ones that hit closest to home? Uh, this particular miracle is recorded in Matthew, in Mark, and in Luke. You'll find that very frequently, uh, what are called the synoptic gospel records, Matthew, Mark, and Luke, uh, parallel accounts, and they don't compete, they complete. They, they each provide unique perspectives and uh, some understanding of each of these stories. I wish we had time uh, to look at all three accounts for every miracle. We won't be able to do that with all of them, but we can today. And in fact, from each of the accounts, I want to give you a truth, something that I think will, will help all of us. Let's begin in Matthew's account, Matthew chapter number 8 and verse number 14. The Bible says, And when Jesus was come into Peter's house, he saw his wife's mother laid and sick of a fever, and he touched her hand, and the fever left her, and she arose and ministered unto them. Now, let's, let's get this truth first of all. Jesus sees the need. Before you tell him, before anyone can call attention to it, Jesus sees the need. In fact, when he saw Peter's mother-in-law, he saw more than Peter's mother-in-law. He saw an eternal soul that he was about to die for. He saw more than her physical condition. He saw her spiritual condition. Remember, he's the great physician. Yes, the Lord sees the need. Uh, friend, whatever it is you're dealing with today, you ought to take some heart in this. The Lord has his eye on you. Uh, the Lord had been with multitudes of people. He had seen great mobs of people that day. But when he comes into this one house, he sees this one woman. He knows her great need. The Lord sees and I want you to know that the Lord has his loving, tender eye upon you today. That's what we learn from Matthew. And then, what about Mark? Well, let's go to Mark's account in Mark chapter 1, verse number 29. We read this, And forthwith, when they were come out of the synagogue, they entered into the house of Simon and Andrew with James and John. But Simon's wife's mother lay sick of a fever, and anon they tell him of her. And he came and took her by the hand and lifted her up. And immediately the fever left her, and she ministered unto them. Now, in Matthew's account, the emphasis is on the fact that the Lord sees her. In Mark's account, the emphasis is on the fact that they tell him of her, which is true, both. The Lord saw her. He saw her before he ever got into the house. He, he knew her better than she knew herself. And yet, I love this emphasis in Mark chapter number 1, 
the fact that they told him. They even used the word anon, the idea of, of quickly, with urgency. They, they get this message to Jesus. What must we do with our great needs? We must take our needs to the one who has his eye on us. We must learn to pray. You know why I think we don't get more specific answers to prayer? Because we don't pray specifically. You know why I don't think we see more powerful answers to prayer? Because we don't believe God for powerful answers. These people just believed that Christ was enough, so they told him. I love this. Jesus wasn't just sufficient in the synagogue. He was sufficient at Peter's house. He wasn't just sufficient in public places. He was sufficient more than enough in private places with with needs that nobody else knew about. Oh, friend, tell it to Jesus. Whatever's on your heart today, tell it to Jesus. Nobody can fix it, and you can't figure it out, but Jesus already knows. He has his eye on you, and yes, his ear is open unto your cry. So in Matthew, Jesus sees the need. In Mark, Jesus hears the need, and then we come to Luke's account. In Luke chapter number 4 and verse number 38, we read this, And he arose out of the synagogue and entered into Simon's house, and Simon's wife's mother was taken with a great fever, And they besought him for her. So there it is again, them asking. Verse 39, And he stood over her and rebuked the fever, and it left her. And immediately she arose and ministered unto them. In Matthew, we we see that Jesus sees. In Mark, we hear that Jesus hears. In Luke, we witness that Jesus speaks. We know that he touched her by the hand. Matthew tells us that. But here in Luke's account, the Bible says that he rebuked the fever. He stood over her. There's a beautiful picture there. Do you see Christ over all, the preeminent one, the one who is greater than whatever it is you're dealing with, standing over and just speaking? And one word, the the creator of the universe who spoke one word and immediately all things came into being, spoke one word and immediately the sickness was gone. May I tell you that we must trust that our Christ is able to see, able to hear, and able to speak. He sees you, he hears you, and he will speak into your situation and into your circumstance in a way that no one else can. The Bible tells us in all three accounts that his miracle was complete immediately. I love that instantaneous work. Now, we we like to see the instant work, don't we? But I remind you that very often uh, that moment, that immediate moment is preceded by God getting us ready for him to work, getting us to the place where he can work. There is a process and a moment. Friend, the moment will come. But right now you must believe the Lord. You must trust the Lord. You must put your eye of faith on the one who has his eye on you and sees your need. You must Put your ear open to the one who has his ear open to your cry. You must keep your heart fixed on the one who can speak and in a moment of time change everything. A couple of interesting observations here just to apply today. One is this, that when she was healed, immediately she got up and ministered to them. Could I just tell you, God doesn't perform his miracles just so you'll feel better. In fact, he works in us so he can work through us. Philippians 2.13, it is God that worketh in you both to will and to do of his good pleasure. If your life has been changed by the power of God, it ought to show. The Lord has ministered to you, and you ought to minister to him, and you ought to minister to others around you. One other footnote is this. If you read in each of these accounts again, in Matthew, Mark, and Luke, 
immediately after the story of Peter's mother-in-law being healed, you read this. Here's the way Luke says it, Luke chapter 4, verse 40. Now, when the sun was setting, all they that had any sick with divers diseases brought them unto him, and he laid his hands on every one of them and healed them. Do you see the beautiful progression? He begins to work in one, but his purpose and intent is to touch many. Would you allow the Lord to work in your situation today? Would you ask the Lord to do that? To work in the private personal needs of your life, but not for selfish reasons. Don't, as James said, ask amiss to consume it upon your own lust. Don't, don't ask for selfish reasons. Instead, would you pray, Lord, work in me however you choose to work. Touch me however you choose to touch me, so that then through that testimony, many others could be drawn to you. Many others could come to know you and experience and witness your power in my life. Remember, it's not about us. This story really is not about Peter's mother-in-law. It's about Christ. And friend, the great message is the same. Christ is enough. What an encouragement to know that regardless of the situation, we can trust the Lord Jesus. You can find a Bible reading schedule through the Miracles of Jesus and many additional study resources at enjoyingthejourney.org. Visit us online today and let us know that you're listening. We are very grateful that you're making this journey with us through God's Word. Until next time, remember this, Christ is enough. Thank you.